Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in plant school. Hey guys, it's Rachel. Obviously, I don't know who else it would be, but I just wanted to hop in before the start of today's episode because we have a giveaway winner. So if you guys aren't aware, I do a continuous giveaway where If at any point you share this podcast with someone, you can message me on Instagram. Just send me a DM saying that you shared it with someone and to enter you into the giveaway, and I will. And you can win some Plant School merch from my merch store. The link is down below if you want to check it out. But our winner for this round is Mallory Samanko. And so, Mallory, I will DM you and get all your information so that I can send you some Tinny Plant merch for free. I am so thankful for you guys, though, for entering in and for sharing this podcast, helping it grow, and also for all of you who have bought merch already. It helps this podcast grow. It helps my dreams really stay alive. I'm a a stay-at-home mom. I don't get paid a whole lot for this, so anything helps. It helps make this podcast better. And I really appreciate any support you give. So thank you guys so much. Keep entering into that giveaway and I'll keep um, doing these and giving away free stuff. And I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Plant School. Today we're going to be doing another one of our series of plant myths or not and today's topic is well today's question is do plants have feelings a majority of the information of the research I got around this question came from the book what a plant knows by Daniel Chamovitz just in case you are interested in reading it or learning more about this question he has a whole chapter dedicated to it and it It's a really interesting book all in all. But anyways, this question, it seems like a stretch. I've kind of been going through different sensory topics with plants, right? We did one about can plants smell? We also did one asking the question if plants can see or not. That was episode 49. And today 
we're going to be talking about if plants have feelings. And this kind of, like asking this question kind of reminds me, do you guys know that Ikea ad (laughs) where there's this lamp that gets thrown out for this new Ikea lamp and the old lamp is so sad and he's like walking around in the rain and he has no home. Anyways, at the end of the ad, it's just like, don't be silly, like, this is a lamp, it has no feelings, buy a new lamp at Ikea. But it just makes me think of that ad because it's like, is this a sort of deal where we are giving feelings to an object that really, or a living thing that really doesn't have feelings? Are we just putting our human feelings onto it? So let's get into if that's true or not. Are we just imagining our plants as happy or sad? Starting really simple with the feeling of touch. Plants can be very sensitive to touch. We talked about this in just a few episodes ago in our carnivorous plant episode, specifically about Venus flytraps. That is probably the most famous and obvious example. So I mentioned in that podcast episode, and we're going to go over it today, that they live in really nutrient-poor areas, and they evolve to get nutrients and energy from insects and from sunlight. And how they attract these insects is they excrete a nectar and many small bugs, other little small creatures will come in and the trap is activated. The trap actually closes in less than one-tenth of a second. So very quick so that it's prey can't, it doesn't have time to get away. So there's been a lot of people that have studied this reaction of the Venus flytrap snapping closed. And they found that the Venus flytrap closes when electrical currents touch at least two hairs. So it's almost like it is closing a circuit, like in a light switch sort of thing. So the electrical signals of the bugs moving and their muscles contracting causes the traps to close up. And this is because our muscles, when they're contracting, when they're moving, they use electrical currents or electrical signals. And so when those currents touch two hairs, it kind of closes the circuit and the plant is able to close. So it does have some sort of feeling of touch. And another great example of this is with a plant called the mimosa pudica plant or the sensitive plant. I think this plant is so cool. It kind of has like these small little cute little leaflets and if you tap them or touch them, they will all close up one by one. They kind of fold together in pairs and (laughs) I I don't know if this story is interesting or not, but I'm going to share it. But once I took a class, oh my gosh, I forget the name of it. It was some plant-related class, and the professor, he was a very kind man, really loved his area of study, right? And so he was so excited to show us this video of the sensitive plant, the mimosa pudica, and it was literally just 10 minutes, maybe more, maybe like 15 minutes of the sensitive plant being touched, whether it was like by a finger, by a chopstick, different things and closing up with like orchestra music. That was the whole video, 15 minutes of it. And I just remember like five minutes in looking around and thinking, I get it. 
how long is this video? How long are we gonna watch this plant close up? It just made me crack up because if you looked over at the professor in the corner of the room, he was enthralled and watching it so intently, having the time of his life, but it still makes me laugh to this day thinking about that. Anyways, that was a little off topic. Not really off topic, but a little bit. This plant when it folds up, it's initiated by, again, like the Venus flytrap, the electrical signal, and it radiates along the length of the leaf, and those little leaflets close up when it is touched. Whether by an animal, a finger, or some object, it will close up when that electrical current goes through it. So one question I have is how do these plants move so quickly. Like how does a Venus flytrap shut in one tenth of a second? And the sensitive plant moves really quickly as well. You touch it and it will immediately start to close. It's interesting because plants are made of these rigid cells, right? They're not they're not like humans. They're not cells that can be, you know, squished around. They're pretty rigid, these plant walls that their cells are made out of. And while plants do have much more rigid cells than we do, basically what happens is the electrical signals that go through the plant when touched causes water to rush into the cells and cause a lot of pressure and cause those leaves to go up erect. And they, for the sensitive plant, they fold together. For the Venus flytrap, it snaps close. And I don't, I'm not going to dive too much deep into the science, but just know that it is caused by those electrical signals reacting with water rushing into cells and creating pressure for those cells to either stand up or to close up. So can touching a Venus flytrap or can touching a mimosa plant affect it negatively? The answer is yes, some plants will actually start changing their DNA if they're touched too much. I mentioned this with the Venus flytrap. If you touch the Venus flytrap too much, it actually only closes a few times in its life. So if you are manually making it close, it will generally die off much sooner than it would have if you weren't touching it. But there is the cockleburr plant, and its DNA will actually start changing if you touch it too much. You may know this plant... From when you go hiking and you get its little stickers or its little seeds all over your socks, it's so annoying to pick them out. But this is the plant that will actually die if it's handled too much. So this is the effect of mechanical stimulation on the plant and the name for it, this is a big one. Here we go. It's thigamomorphogenesis. Thigamomorphogenesis, which is... Who, who comes up with these things? Come on, science people. But basically, for this plant, the physical sensations or the stresses changes its genetic makeup. This is to allow the plant to adapt. They have touch-activated genes, which is really interesting. So, for example, a tree on a rocky, windy mountain it will start to grow really short and sturdy so that it can deal with the wind, right? It's not going to grow really long and spindly and it can snap in half. It will grow really short and sturdy. But if you were to plant that same plant in the valley where there's not so much wind, it will grow tall and lean. It doesn't grow like the one up on a windy mountaintop will. This example just kind of shows what is happening to the cockleburr. It's not the wind that's causing it to change, but it is 
physical touch or physical stimulation that is causing its DNA or genetic makeup to change. And so from those examples, there's not a whole lot of other research done on if plants have feelings. I know, shocking, right? Seems like a very scientific question here. Do plants have feelings? But plants, they obviously, from our examples, can feel and react to physical touches. But the original question we have is, do plants have feelings? So from what I've told you guys, and the lack of research out there on this question, the answer is not exactly, you know, our processes for feeling emotions as humans is so complex and complicated and plants simply do not have those processes. They can feel touch, but they do not experience pain. So don't feel bad when you're eating your salad that your salad is just screaming in pain or when you chop up your carrots that they are crying or anything like that. They just don't experience pain like we do. They also aren't subjective like we are. So we have perceptions of the world and they vary from person to person and our perceptions of physical touch vary from person to person, but to a plant, it's all the same. You know, it, they don't even really differentiate between a animal poking it or a chopstick poking it. To them, it is all the same. And this is because plants do not have brains. <laughs> I don't think you guys needed a podcast to tell you this, but a podcast just did. Plants do not have brains. So on a cellular level, our reactions and a plant's reactions are pretty similar. But when you scale out to a larger organismal level, it's much more different. They, they don't process things as we do. They don't have a nervous system like we do. To answer your question... No, plants do not have feelings, though they can feel touch and they can be very sensitive to it. They do not have emotions or feelings like we do. I know this was a shorter episode than most, but I hope you guys enjoyed exploring this subject with me as silly as it may have seemed. I'm so appreciative of you guys being here for this week's episode and I hope to catch you guys next week. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.